Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Rustrock, and I'm here with special guests and half of the dynamic duo of How to Retire on Dividends, Brett Owens. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, I cheated. I do have the book right in front of me with the name of the book. <laughs> but what led you to write this? Well, ML, that's something we've been working on uh, from our newsletter perspective. So we have an investing newsletter uh, that I write, Tom edits, that we've been walking investors through since 2015. So talking about dividend investing and specifically how they can take a portfolio and just retire on dividends and income alone. Now, this is a novel idea. Now, anyone that doesn't know what a dividend is, is basically your what you get back on your savings account. I'm going to use very generic terminology. <laughs> so not all of us have PhDs in finance. <laughs> you know, just your interest. That's, that's what you're living on. That's what you need to live on. The rest of it is in your stocks and whatever you're investing in. About right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's the concept. So what you would what, what you would do if you're interested in this type of strategy is focus on stocks that are paying you something every month or every quarter. So it's kind of like very uh, similar concept to interest where if the, uh, the, the term would be if a stock pays a 2% dividend, that's what your annual cash from that stock would be. So it would in the old days, they would have mailed you a check. Mm -hmm. These days it would just show up. It would just kind of drop into your account as, mm -hmm. as interest, like you said. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to simplify because, you know, a lot of us, my generation and below, don't understand stocks we they go to the cryptocurrency they go to the interest in their bank accounts and that's how they live i i you know so going with stocks that pay you every month or every quarter whatever it is is something our grandparents tried to teach us and now you're giving us a book on how to do this that's right. Yeah, this is a way that we can kind of take the, the concepts, like you said, of the, that the younger people are doing today to invest, uh, especially with the stock uh, types of things, the meme stocks and, and things that you can have fun with. Well, you can also have fun with this type of thing, like you said, where uh, our grandparents used to buy something so that it would, it would pay you. These things are still out there and uh, available for us to buy for our retirements or just uh, investing uh, accounts as well. Right. I think one of the stocks would be Microsoft or Disney, Tesla, you know, ones that we know the names to are usually the ones that pay you really well in dividends. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Microsoft's a great pick because what Microsoft also does every year, uh, like you said, not only do they pay you a dividend every quarter, but they also have a habit of raising uh, that dividend every year. So they'll pay you more and more every year, which is kind of a nice thing. Yes. My daughter loves her Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something as a mother I did for her 18 years ago and it does really well now. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, she must be looking really great on that, on your Microsoft position. Yes, her Microsoft, her Disney, her Leapfrog. Leapfrog isn't that big, but you know, I had fun 18 years ago. That's awesome. When I was trying to teach myself what you wrote a book about. Yeah, so uh, you've already figured it out. So the key, one of the big keys is if you can buy a stock like a Microsoft, where they're not only are they paying that dividend, but they're increasing it every year. What you see is that the stock also goes up every year along with that dividend, and uh, you pretty much figured it out 18 years ago. And uh, <laughs> then you look back today, and you've got this big pile of money. 
in theory, is all in her stuff. But, you know, that's what we have to do for kids. You have to learn how to do stocks. You have to learn how to do today's stocks. Because you can buy a stock on penny stocks or, you know, these different platforms today. And they might give you dividends 10 years down the road. Or they could just sit there at a dollar. That's right. Yeah. We, if, if it doesn't pay something today, we don't know if it's going to pay something tomorrow. I always prefer to buy something that's already paying a dividend, even if it's something modest or, 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 or small, because it's more about how it grows over time. So mm -hmm. even if a, a stock just starts paying a dividend and it's, it's 1% a year or it's half a percent a year, well, that's our starting base. And then like we were talking, it can raise like Microsoft did every year. And then you grow that, that, um, the share price along with it. So it's a nice thing to start with something that's paying you, even if it's, even if it's modest, because that's, you, you know, that's how it goes with investing. If you can just mm -hmm. start and get going, then you can snowball from there. Right. Or you go into your new companies that are starting up are just getting their stocks started. And you know, that stock's going to take off once it goes into full strength. Unfortunately, you can't go insider trading, but if you, kind of watch what the economic platform is, you can figure out your stocks. That's true. You see a lot of people buying what they know. Uh, a lot of uh, folks in e-commerce, I know you do a lot in the e-commerce world and they mm -hmm. saw Shopify early on where that was a platform they were working with. And this is before Shopify was a public company and they go public several years ago. And this is something where to your point, it's not necessarily insider trading because it was available to everyone, the information, but there were people who were working with that platform before Wall Street knew about the stock. And then it goes public. Uh, some of those people were smart enough to buy it. Some of those people were smart enough to hold it. And they're doing very well today on, on something like Shopify. Right. You have your Shopify. You have Facebook 20 years ago. You have Twitter how many years ago. There's platforms, even if the is digital or if it's something that we use every day like Calvin Klein um, you know just different things if you understand what the economics around you is doing and you have the insight to invest early you're going to get a better dividend in 10 years that's right yeah always better to get always better to get your shares early earlier than late because that company continues to grow, like you said. So if you see it's scaling, even if the money is not there yet, you can see these metrics where for Shopify, it was stores, for Facebook, it was users, for Twitter, right? It was users where we saw that happening. And then as they grew their user bases, that's when the companies came in and they wanted access and then they're willing to pay a lot of money to advertise. So, right, it kind of grows the whole platform. There's more money going around. And you always get a better deal if you bought yesterday or, like you said, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's always, as soon as you can see something like that happening and starting to evolve, it's always great to get, right. get, get any position. Right. And if you have a company that's just starting and they have projections that they're going from this to a $30 million evaluation, you want to invest in that company. You don't want you to just say, oh, we're going to do it when they get there. No, you don't want to do that because now where are you at with Facebook? You know? That's right. You pay up for it later on. So it's, yeah, exactly. It always gets more expensive. And then eventually you'll hit, there's always that law of large numbers where exactly where they kind of hit a ceiling and 
they have to do other things or they get into trouble or people don't like them because they're big. So you, you do hit that stage. So you always like the earlier days are always the, the best if you can identify those types of companies. Exactly. And the early companies is the ones that when you invest, then you can go, hey, guys, you want to invest too. Or, you know, we want to use this product to your friends, your family. Every person knows 10 people. If you promote that product that you're investing in to 10 people, now you're growing the company's evaluation and growing your own pocketbook. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how that can work. And that's what a lot of these companies did with their own to grow their own way. I mean, Facebook, um, I'm old enough to remember when Facebook came out. I'm, 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 I find it hard to believe you are. But I do remember early on where we all hopped onto Facebook because you knew someone who was on it. And in my case, it was people who were still in college who were kind of showing me, oh, this is what we all do now. So we're on here. And that exactly that's how a platform like that grew. So that's that's definitely how it works. Right. I was working and I was on MySpace. Do we remember MySpace? That was the oh, yeah. big thing. And we're hanging out with I, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so we're, Tom. yeah. We're on MySpace and I have high school kids. Oh, no, you don't want to be on MySpace. MySpace is that you want to go over here to Facebook. But this is how every stock works. It's 10 people tell 10 people. And that's how companies grow. Doesn't matter if it's Facebook with users or newspaper or a magazine, whatever it is. If you tell 10 people, this is what you're using. This is what you want to use. And your affiliate or a stockholder, a shareholder. These are key words. Now you're growing your pocketbook. Remember Hotmail? They used to have the little thing mm-hmm. in the footer. It used to say, and it was it was something goofy. I think like, I love you. Try Hotmail or something crazy, but it was always something. there. And- yeah, and now everyone uses Google. That's right. Yeah. Or we use our own three um, brands through um, Outlook. How many um, web services go through Outlook? for their mail. I mean, it looks nice and has a business mailbox, but it's actually Outlook. Right, right. They've got Outlook and the, uh, yeah, it's up on the web now. So mm-hmm. all it's all grown up. So not the Microsoft we knew from 10, 20 years ago. No, it is not. I mean, if you go back to the early 90s, late 90s to today, and you were smart enough to invest back then, you're doing really good with the dividends right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, those are, those are huge. You see cases. They'll talk about Warren Buffett, the old rich guy from Nebraska. Everyone uh, uh, talks about he, one of his famous stories, he bought Coca-Cola, which everyone knows. Uh, I think it was in the nineties. So similar time frame, And, and, and now every year the, the dividend, I think it's 40 or 50% of what he paid for uh, the stock and he gets it every year. So you can imagine Given a uh, hundred bucks or investing a hundred dollars and you get $50 back every year. That's a pretty good deal. You got to put in a little time to get there, but uh, that is the idea with the Coca-Cola's, the Microsoft's and probably someday the Facebook's Google's, although you're already looking really good if you bought those stocks early as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you have to have the insight. You have to know how to read a stock ticker. You have to understand where stocks come from and the companies that they're attached to. I mean, Coca-Cola has how many brands under it? Um, Microsoft has how many things under it? Facebook has how many companies under it? It's not just one company you're buying into. It's five or six. 
Right, that's a great point. A lot of people don't think of Microsoft or they they, get, they fell asleep on the stock because they think of the paperclip that yells at you and, mm -hmm. and the, the, the old Windows errors. But in recent years, to your point, it's been, they've done a lot of uh, sort of cloud-based servers where they're kind of like Amazon does, where if you're this uh, running a big software company or running a big software app, you might go through Microsoft. And it was a huge booming business that nobody knew about because it was really under the Microsoft mm -hmm. umbrella. So everyone thought of the old school Microsoft products. Meanwhile, you have this under the umbrella that was growing like crazy. And that was a big reason why uh, your daughter is so wealthy today. But <laughs> thanks to stocks like that, your purchase and then uh, uh, little subunits that grew like crazy underneath mm -hmm. that Microsoft umbrella. And that's exactly what it is. You have to look Where's the growth pattern? Is this going to be a company like um, Pizza Hut? And they only have one product, but what's their stock at? You know, how many companies do they have under Pizza Hut nationwide or international? You know, you're still getting your money from it, but at the same time, what is their product growing to? Sometimes it's little, uh, you'll see little innovations along those lines. Domino's did a good job a few years ago where they started investing. I mean, like Pizza Hut, they just do predominantly pizza, but then they started messing around with the phones where they would uh, really emphasize the Domino's app. And if you open the app, it would just order a pizza for you. And then the pizza would show up within 30 minutes. So you will see opportunities like that within sort of these businesses that may look like they're, they're mm -hmm. the same old, same old, but um, under the surface, you see they you know, Domino's has an app and that's, that's driving a lot right. of new Domin Every place has an app now. If you don't have an app, you're not getting food. We've seen this in 2020. We have all these restaurants, ones that created apps really quickly, now have these apps and deliver to your door. Well, two years ago, they couldn't deliver. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you see that a lot with retail and retail stocks. And that's something we would like to write about a lot, where if you're interested in a, just a, the, the stock of a store that you would walk into, to your point, you want to make sure they have an app that you can order on, because that's kind of the way that things go. I mean, whether or not you're allowed to walk into the store on a given day, who knows, but you can always use the app to order and have stuff show up at your doorstep. You want exactly. To to act together. It's like Burlington versus um, Walmart. You know, price point is still the same prices, different brands, obviously, but Burlington doesn't have an app that will deliver to my house. Walmart does. So can I go to Walmart today or do I have to stay home? Right. So that's yeah. the thing. If you're not able to deliver to your customers, you can't grow. That's right. And then that's where it gets interesting. Walmart and even at a company like Amazon, Amazon was the mm -hmm. sort of first to deliver stuff and deliver it fast. But I found in the last year, walmart.com does a better job of getting stuff. You need toilet paper, walmart.com. We've had more success getting that delivered to our doorstep than using something like Amazon. So we've been really impressed with Walmart. And it makes sense because they have the stores all over already, and then they just need to get it maybe a mile or two to your doorstep, but they're able to do it. Burlington's not. So that's why you want to, you want to stick with the winners. You want to stick with Walmart where you can order online or you can go to Walmart or uh, I had to buy a Barbie house for our daughter's birthday. And I was able to order it online. I go to Walmart though, to pick up the big house, but I don't have to walk all the way into the store. So a big time saver. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a big advantage for Walmart. That's where they get, they get my order where someone else uh, does right. not. And then you also have the companies that will come and assemble that dollhouse for you. 
That's right. That's the next step. Yeah. That's the <laughs> so, dream. I mean, you have to look at your companies because there's a lot of things beneath the onion or mm-hmm. in the layers that you have to dissect to understand how their stock works. And the more layers to their onion they have, the more their dividends are that they pay you. That's right. I, it's, it's interesting that sometimes you find uh, that people who invest and, and they may have more success if they they're business people, they may not be financial people per se, but it's kind of an advantage because then you don't get lost in the numbers of uh, what's going on today, where if you just look at uh, sort of a complicated stock release statement, you can get lost in all sorts of noise, where if you just take a step back and think about where the business is going, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? What's going on, like I said, beneath the layers? Do they have things in that engine that are going to drive future growth? Or is it something that it was a nice business in 1998 and it's barely hanging on, but really they right. haven't that, updated? That would be Sears and Kmart, you know. That's right. Really yeah. nice back in the 90s. And mm-hmm. where are they at today? That's right. That's right. And those are those are the types of stocks. And even they, they uh, some of them paid dividends up until the end, but they got a lot of investors in trouble because they would they always look cheap, but they were always cheap for a reason because, like you said, they were they were toast. They were kind of relics of the past mm-hmm. um, where they just didn't have a place in the modern business world. Right. They didn't have the foresight to see where they needed to grow at. That's right. Yeah. They didn't stay ahead. Didn't stay ahead of the curve. And that's where your businesses are. You see either you're expanding and growing in a time of recession or you're just shrinking in, in 10 years and you're not going to be there. Yeah. It's and there's almost no business today that you can say is Amazon proof or completely protected. I mean, even pharmacies, which a few years ago, you would have thought, okay, well, everyone needs pills. We love our pills here in America. So you would uh, think, oh, pharmacy stocks, they're set to grow forever. And then Amazon releases Amazon pharmacy and um, these stocks kind of get crushed because that's kind of a scary thing. They've may not have to go into a pharmacy anymore. You might be able to just to have that. Yeah, scan your uh, your doctor's thing to Amazon Pharmacy and have it delivered to your door. You now you don't have to talk to a pharmacist. You don't have to talk to the serious clerk. You don't have to talk to anyone. Have you taken this medicine? Yes or no? Have you, you, do, you want to talk to someone? Yes or no? You don't have to. And that's kind of scary when you have the stocks that were in Walmart Pharmacy or Rite Aid or Walgreens we're seeing those pharmacies now closing because, hey, we can get it to our door and not talk to anyone. That's right. Yeah, we used to have a Walgreens up the street here and they closed uh, down. And it always struck me as kind of an old school legacy. It reminded me of like a 1990s box store because you would have things that maybe you would pick them up if you were going in for a prescription. But if you don't need the prescription anymore, then I'm not sure why you need to walk all the way, stumble around the blood pressure machine and uh, yeah. with your cash and wait in line and all that stuff where you can, do, like you said, just send in your prescription or anything you need on Amazon and have it show up at your doorstep. That's really the future. And that's something Rite Aid was never really able to figure out is how to get something from the store down the street to your house uh, it, a few blocks away for whatever reason. But in, we're in the digital age. Everything is, can I order it here? And the, how is it projecting in my pocketbook here? Is it saving me? A, time, yes, money. Is it making me money? Because that's a big one. And, you know, 
what's easier? What's convenient for me? I'm stuck at work. I'm making money passively on my socks, but I don't have time to go to Walmart pharmacy or Rite Aid. I'm going to just do what I can on the computer, take the two seconds and have it sitting at my doorstep when I get off work. That's right. Home Depot is another one that comes to mind. They've done a nice job. I think mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I got a nice little mister, uh, some uh, logs for the outdoor fire pit, and they've done a nice job. They deliver right to your front door and better inventory than Walmart, Amazon. That's an idea where um, they just really, especially I think with the lockdowns when those started, mm-hmm. they put a lot of emphasis into their supply chain and, and the right. online experience. And you see this in their stocks, the ones that actually said, oh, hey, we can do this on an app and deliver it to you. Where are their stocks at today versus where they were in March of 2020? Oh, that's a great point. I mean, a lot of these stocks have doubled since then. So you're uh, you're talking 100% off of their lows. Uh, they can raise their dividend once or twice, but those are definitely the winners since those, like you said, those March 2020 lows. It's been especially the, the, those types of companies that have innovated and said, okay, order on the app, order online. We'll get it to your house. You don't have to sweat it. We're just going to get it to you. And uh, right. we're the best selection. And you're not going to walk into this retail store you don't want to be in. And then you have no inventory and that type of deal. Right. I mean, how many going to Walmart right now? What does um, shelves look like? A lot of them are half bare, way because we have a supply shortage because all the ships are parked off either uh, California or New York. We can't get our stuff to the store. But if you order online, they're shipping it from their wholesaler, where they're getting it from, and it's coming right to you. That's right. Target's another one. Target was mm-hmm. always kind of the, if you didn't want to go into Walmart, that's what Target kind of marketed themselves at. But uh, targets, target stores are pretty bare now too. So it's kind of tough to make the case for, for target. They haven't quite embraced that whole deliver it to your doorstep. They do the online stuff. You still got to go to the store. So they just kind of haven't quite matched everything up to the degree, at least in my experience that walmart.com. Right. It's not there yet. It's Mm -hmm. getting there slowly, but Mm -hmm. not to compete, unfortunately, where's Walmart and Amazon. Right. And And it's stock show it. I mean, probably need to hurry up. Yeah, I think that's what the stock market's saying. They need to <laughs> I mean, the pace. Yeah, we, we sit here and watch uh, tickers all day, but mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad used to watch them all day. So, yeah, I understand the stock tickers. We see where the stocks are going. If you're not keeping up with the technology, you're going to be left with Super Kmart. That's yes. right, where you're trying to figure out. I remember at the end of, at the end of, at the end of Sears is. Mm-hmm. Life. They were trying to figure out if the, what the real estate was worth. That's what it was down to because there was no, the business was worth nothing. So then there's yeah. a, a bunch of stock guys staring at the real estate and trying to figure out what that was worth. It's not really the type of place you want to be if you're a business having people just picking, picking over the carcass to see what's, what's left. No, it's not a place to be. And you do not want to be in those stores when they're closed because what's left. I mean, they're actually selling what the light bulbs at some point, you know, it, they right. sell everything they can. That's not bolted to the floor. It's why, because they still have investors. They have to pay until the very last day. That's right. That's right. Well, it will be interesting because they're uh, Amazon now, I think is up to about last I saw about 50% of all the commerce stuff. So every, out of every $2 that gets spent online, $1 goes to Amazon. Uh, you have Shopify. We talked about, they're trying to get a lot of the individual stores up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been trying to, I think, help out the bigger 
box retailer stores also and help them modernize. But for, for them, it's a lot of in, internal projects where whether you're Target or Walgreens or Rite Aid or Walmart right. uh, depends. As a lot of that is just in-house. They have to kind of build it and decide that they absolutely need to do it. Exactly. Now we are almost out of time and that was a little bleep that they heard pop up. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you and your book? Thanks, Amel. So for our book, uh, we have a book website. It's called howtoretireondividends.com. So that's where you can find the book. You can download a first chapter. And then we have a daily website where we send out sort of research, stock, pick, stock picks, that type of deal. And we'll cover companies. We'll talk about it from the perspective that we've been talking about where, hey, this thing pays a dividend, but do we like what the company's doing or uh, do we not like where they're going in the future? So that website is contrarianoutlook.com. And that's also a free newsletter you can sign up for and get a free daily or weekly newsletter. Well, this has been very fun and very insightful. So thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Enjoy the conversation. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading. And we're out. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you. That's fun. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. And I'll get the review up on Amazon and Goodreads very shortly. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank Sweet. you. And then just ping me back. But I, yeah, I got your PayPal stuff and everything. So I'll get you. Okay. Thank Take you. Care. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.